are listening to Win Win, a podcast brought to you by the global nonprofit organization Win Women in Innovation. Each episode features inspiring innovators from the startup world, innovation consultancies, and Fortune 500 companies who share their innovation secrets and career trajectories every Monday. As for me, I'm your host, Zoya Kozakov, global product lead at Win by Night and product manager by day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Win Win podcast and a very special episode in which we dive deep into the world of innovation leadership development with Win's very own global leadership development lead, Lizzie Azzolino, who by day is the founder of Until Now, a coaching and culture transformation design and consulting practice. While we will be back with more typical win-win interviews in the coming weeks, today's episode is very special, as I mentioned, because not only are we getting golden nuggets of wisdom that Lizzie pulled from her own wealth of knowledge, but we are also really culminating and disseminating the multitude of insights from the amazing Win Relay cohort of women with 12 plus years of experience in the world of innovation, as well as some of the most prominent chief innovation officers, VC partners, startup founders which also joined Win Relay to share their experiences while the cohort was taking place. And so the goal of today's podcast was to answer one very important question, and that is, what is the common thread among the most impactful innovation leaders? What is really that one mindset that they deploy to enable them to not only be the best leaders, but to be leaders in an industry that is all about change and turbulence and uncertainty? We've really dissected the actionable takeaways, and I think the conversation will serve as a reference point for you, but I did want to call out if you want to further engage with the leaders of Win Relay and further get a chance to assess and think about your own innovation leadership, we have an event coming up called The Mindset of Great Innovation Leaders on June 21st at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, which is 7 p.m. Eastern Time. That panel session and workshop will be all about pinpointing what you specifically can start doing today, regardless of the role that you are in, to set yourself on a path to be among the most impactful innovation leaders. It's a really great opportunity to really take action on some of the learnings and also meet some incredible people with a ton of experience. With that, I would love to share a bit of a sneak peek behind the types of insights and conversations you can expect to walk away with through this podcast, and so I hope you enjoy it and learn as much as I did. Hi, Lizzie. Welcome back to the Win Win Podcast. Hey, Zoya. It's really such a joy to be here with you again. Yes, it's crazy. I'm welcoming you back to the Win Win Podcast, which I believe is a first, which is very, very cool and exciting. It means both that you're an exciting guest as well as the maturity of the Win Win Podcast, two things that I am thrilled about. I loved the episode we did together last year. And knowing what a difference almost a year can make, I wanted to catch up with you and talk about your area of expertise today, which is leadership development, a space that is absolutely blowing up and is so relevant to everyone who is tuning in. So for those of our listeners who may not be familiar with leadership development, could you share what leadership development actually entails and how is it different from executive coaching, something you also practice? 
Yeah, of course. Great, great question. Uh, I'm have to do my best to keep these answers brief. There's so much to say. <laughs> I'll I'll start by saying coaching is fully personalized and unique to each and every person and what they need in the moment. So. People come to coaching, which is one-on-one work, typically for a minimum of six months to more effectively meet a specific moment. And for a range of reasons, whether it's overcoming a setback or feeling of stuckness, stepping into a new role, maybe it's responding to feedback. And with coaching, I tend to take a more, and, and coaches tend to take a more integrated approach and meet each leader exactly where they are as they are. This means often blending kind of traditional executive coaching and leadership best practices, which is really about making behavior change possible in the context of work with what many tend to think of as life coaching. So looking at the whole person their sense of self, their relationships, their habits, and their stories, even how they hold their bodies, which is important because the way we hold ourselves and move in this world impacts our experience more than we realize. Ultimately, we bring our whole selves to work. And actually, when we stop feeling the need to show up as a different person in all of the various contexts of our lives, we actually show up more powerfully as leaders. And so in one-on-one coaching, we can really allow for this highly personalized journey and holistic approach to behavior change over time. And leadership development, on the other hand, is really just a broad umbrella term for any practices, activities, or programs designed to prepare current and future leaders to perform more effectively in their roles. Both of these things, though, create space and time to pause, reflect, consider new perspectives, and then integrate them into how you approach work and life. I imagine so many people put themselves into this quote unquote work box and then like their personal box, who they are as people outside of work and then inside of work. But it really sounds like the work that you do and leadership development as a whole really has the opportunity and can even really benefit from the connection of the two. That's exactly right. Yeah. I think though the work that I do specifically, and and honestly, many coaches. Gosh, there are so many different types of coaches and leadership development practitioners, but it's honestly about breaking outside of traditional boxes. Yeah, and and I imagine that breaking outside of boxes looks so different industry across industry. I know that you come from such a diverse background and you're a total expert in this space and you tend to often work in innovation leadership development specifically. And I know this podcast is all about innovation and leadership. So what would you say is the primary difference between what you previously described as leadership development versus its manifestation in the world of innovation? Hmm. Yeah, another really robust question. Uh, So if leadership development broadly is about preparing leaders to perform more effectively in their roles, leadership development for innovation leaders really has just a, a slightly different flavor that prepares leaders working in innovation to more effectively manage the murkiness that is innovation. I think everyone here would agree that innovation can uh, can be murky and that's what makes it so great. So what I find to be the most exciting about innovation leadership development is how it really requires innovation, meaning 
those of us that are working in this space are constantly integrating new processes, ideas, mindsets, and, and approaches. And so what that looks like, I think it may actually be helpful in the context of this question to talk about the role of a leader. I would imagine everyone listening, if they paused and asked themselves, what is the role of a leader? There would probably be an incredible range of answers based yeah. on the yeah. So Zoya, I know you, just as you're kind of joining a new organization, it's like the context of the organization we work in or the nature of the work that we do points to a different definition of, of what's a leader. So there's the inherent murkiness. Um, the way I like to think about it is that a leader is needed to really paint a vision of a future that wouldn't exist otherwise. And then to cultivate the conditions that bring people together to make the future a reality. Leaders are not needed to maintain the status quo because that will happen anyways. So because we know innovation leaders are painting visions of futures that many cannot even fathom, we need new types of leaders. We need leaders who can balance bringing structure and clarity with a lot of flexibility and a ton of responsiveness. And this really comes down to innovation leaders developing the critical capacity to, I think, really tune in to each and every moment to know what to bring as the context of the world of work and the world more broadly changes so dynamically. And this takes really an immense amount of self-awareness and self-trust, first and foremost. And a critical area of focus when I work with innovation leaders is truly on cultivating self-trust, which is like a lifelong journey. Yeah. And, and it goes back to the fact that this who you are and the blend of what it is that you're outputting as a leader, as an organization, as a product, those things really begin to blend. And something I wanted to call out is, you know, you as the practitioner or the leader guiding people to get there, it's like you said, you need to continuously be innovating on your practices to keep up with the pace of innovation that's happening in the leader's world, um, as well as, you know, your world. In this case, the two are in the same. So, you know, here in Women in Innovation, I'm sure some of you follow us and on social media, and if you don't, then I really don't know what you're doing with your life, but you may have <laughs> seen that in the recent months, we concluded the WIN Relay Program, which is an innovation leadership development program Lizzie actually concepted and founded at WIN. What was so cool was that it was actually geared and targeted towards innovation leaders with 12 plus years of experience. For those of you who have been involved with WIN, you know we have a ton of different resources across the board, like this podcast, like programming, but it was really great to see these specific leaders with that specific amount of experience come together. So Lizzie, you've been in the innovation game for a while, as well as the leadership development game. So knowing everything you know about this space, what was the importance of running this program in the context of women in innovation? What was your intention behind it? From the beginning at WIN, um, as you noted, Zoya, our community of volunteers have been really dedicated to designing programs and experiences that bring women working in innovation together to learn something new, to connect, to build a network of support. Um, up until Win Relay, I'd say our focus has largely been on women early in their career to middle of their career. And we have a mission at Win to 
close the gender gap in innovation. And so we recognize really the importance of designing experiences to support women who are more senior in their career. So women who are in senior leadership roles in innovation and Selfishly, I also felt motivated to design something for my own peer group. So there's a win-win there. Um, So I asked myself and other senior members of the WIN community if we could focus on one thing and really design an experiment or pilot around it. We approach everything with an innovation mindset. What would it be? And I heard a range of answers. But really, the underlying theme was around this truth that innovation is still such a new industry. Across the board, outside of innovation, we have fewer examples of women executives to learn from. And so in the context of our new innovation industry, we have even fewer. So most senior women I spoke to working in innovation don't have role models to look up to and learn from as they grow into the executives leading our industry. So the intention of Wind Relay was to really bring together a cohort of women to really learn from a range of innovation executives who, by all accounts, are already successfully leading our industry and to learn really about their career journeys and the mindsets and behaviors that have shaped them. It was really important in Win Relay that we did this in an intimate setting where executives could really speak openly and honestly about things that are not covered in formal interviews that they do in the media and to allow our cohort of women to, to really learn from their very honest experiences. And I always was so inspired to partake and help build out this program because the way that you thoughtfully designed it, Lizzie, was with this notion that there are the leaders that are actually coming in and sharing their experiences, these chief innovation officers, these startup founders, these innovation consultants, like all the array of these incredible leaders that you had to come speak in the program. And then there were, of course, the 25 or so women that were already leaders in the innovation space themselves. But even this, you know, concept of sourcing those women and identifying them as leaders in innovation in itself is so interesting because to really identify yourself as a professional innovator, I think is, you know, innovative in itself. And so, you know, we had this awesome session where we and myself and the Win Relay team, we reflected on uh, where we were in that moment versus at the start of the program six months prior. And my favorite part was just seeing these incredible women have so many aha moments about themselves, about innovation, and about leadership. And, you know, we went one by one, and although everyone had different things to say about where they were and what they learned about innovation, it was really crystal clear at the end of the program that there actually was this huge shift in perception around the skills, the qualities, the mindsets behind the best innovation leaders, really Mm -hmm. emphasis on the best Could you talk a bit more about these golden threads that you may perhaps discovered and and that we discovered as a group? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Zoya, you were such an integral part of making Win Relay what it was. And I have to call out, it really did take a whole team. We could not have done it without Katie, Natalia, Laura, Kate, Ariel, and more. Had to sneak in that call out. Of course. Um, (laughs) We love giving credit where credit is due. Totally. Um, Thanks for that. And there were so many aha moments. You're so right that 
everyone really came away with a range of new perspectives, I think big and small. And I feel compelled to point to one that really feels most pivotal and resonant in this moment. Um, I talked, I think, a little bit earlier about the importance of really cultivating self-awareness and self-trust as you grow as a leader. And I saw a really beautiful shift happen for so many of the women really at different times throughout the program. And it's one that I actually really commonly see in one-to-one coaching. Um, so it was amazing to see it within the context of this program that we we hosted together. Um you know, the large majority of leaders, and I guess people more broadly, honestly, live outside of themselves. And what I mean by that is it's very common to live from a place of feeling like you need to be someone you're not. You're not enough. You're lacking what you need to be a truly great leader. So we need to be better in all of these areas, and we develop these lists and plans and all of the things we need to do and accomplish. We're really good as women at making lists, especially of of things we need to do. Yeah. Um, There's something really satisfying about that. And we're always thinking about the future and what needs to happen in order to be the leader we think we need to be. It feels honestly like in your body, I I don't know about you, but, but when I've been in this place, it feels like constant grasping, reaching, And it's hard and it's honestly a losing game because there will always be something you don't know or something you can improve. And of course you should, we all should continue to learn and grow. That's a must, but the most impactful leaders I know really have one thing in common. And there was a pivotal moment in their careers where they paused, like really paused, probably uncomfortably to realize that the approach they've been taking, this like grasping, list making, searching outside of myself, it's not working. And instead, they took time to really get to know who they are and what they do wonderfully. They really have cultivated this incredible self awareness, this capacity to self reflect, and ultimately, I think, just a true sense of self and self trust and recognize that the very best thing they can do is show up by themselves. Seems really simple, right? I like to say that- Yeah, no um, pressure, right? (laughs) Right. I like to say this is true power, recognizing you don't need to fit yourself into a very specific box that is externally defined. And showing up fully as you are really without hesitation, this means really knowing and vocalizing what you're not good at also, and building a team around you to balance really what you bring. Anyway, I saw this light bulb moment happen for many women in the cohort as they learned from the leaders we brought in about their career and leadership journeys. I think they realized that rather than get a consistent set of answers around the skills, behaviors, experiences they thought they needed to be an innovation leader, they heard 15-ish vastly different journeys with incredibly different approaches. Yet most of them named really clearly who they are and who they are not unabashedly. So I think long story short, be who you are fully, and bring your full self to the table. And really from that place, you'll lead more powerfully, think more fully and more, maybe most importantly, encourage your team to do the same. But I 
do think that what's so unique here is that especially in innovation, you have this opportunity to not only really well articulate who you are, but find the right place to really enable that growth for yourself and as as a result in your company, which is both really exciting and I think should really be encouraging to people who have not always, you know, saw themselves fit into a box. It, it really, at least for me, it makes me realize that there's a place for my kind of leadership. And not only is there a place for my kind of leadership, there's power in my kind of leadership, which is really new and exciting. Mm. Yeah. So I, I know you're such a proponent of the idea of a rather than sort of this ladder and very clear career that makes perfect sense from the outside, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this really portfolio approach to a career. And that was something we heard loud and clear from innovation leaders, which really means just like knowing yourself and making those pivots. For sure. And it and it really is more validating more than anything. And, you know, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing out some of those awesome insights we learned in Win Relay. But of course, I do want to acknowledge that not everyone is going to participate in Win Relay or in any sort of formal program to help them develop and grow. And so do you have any tips or actionable steps that our listeners can take to continue to grow and develop as leaders and especially in the field of innovation? There's so much. I I could go on all day about how formal programs are not at all necessary. They're great. I mm-hmm. I love them, um, but they're not necessary. So yeah, let's see. A couple things you could do. First, I think expose yourself to diverse ideas and experiences. So get outside of your typical box on purpose. Make yourself uncomfortable intentionally. I would say next, ask questions and really specifically seek to disprove what you think you know. And you might surprise yourself, and that's a really great thing. Um, Next, we've talked a little bit about this um, already today, but get really good at learning to tune in, to reflect, to listen to yourself, and cultivate that deep sense of self-trust. There are, I think, so many ways to do this, A, a very easy way to incorporate is to find really five minutes during a specific time of day. Maybe it's first thing in the morning, last thing you do when you wrap up your work day. Maybe it's before bed. Whenever it is, put it in your calendar, just like you would anything else. And ask yourself really three simple questions and then jot down the answers. Say the first is, what was the most notable thing I learned today about who I am? Next is, what was the most notable thing I found out today that surprised me? And then finally, based on my answers, what will I do tomorrow? And I know you can bullet journal, Zoya, which I know you're a fan of. You can like write long responses, um, but make sure you're looking back at patterns over time and always crystallizing what it is you're learning about yourself, what lights you up and how, and what that means really for the future. And then Finally, um, so big proponent of coaching. I do a lot of coaching work, but working with a formal coach can be a really significant financial investment. So certainly look into opportunities for your company to sponsor coaching if that's an option. But regardless, I'm such a huge advocate of peer coaching. I feel like we could 
do maybe an entire episode on peer coaching. So maybe Mm. that'll be episode number three. Um, But the easiest way to get started is to find someone. I would say the WIN community is a great place to do this. Ideally, you're tapping into a peer outside of your company, or if that's not an option, someone who works in a completely different part of your company and meet really on a routine basis. So maybe it's bi-weekly, for instance, for an hour and take turns coming in with an issue you're facing. So maybe say you received a piece of feedback that was hard to hear and you're feeling limited on what to do and how to move forward. So that's the client. And then the person who's playing coach that week should simply ask questions and give you lots of space to answer things like, you know, why is this important to you? What have you tried already? Um, what is this feedback bringing up for you? What's holding you back? The point really is to give you space to put language to things and to consider new perspectives. I think it's important to note that coaching is not about advice giving or trying to fix something for someone. It's really about allowing that person to have realizations for themselves. And I'll also say, make sure you're ending every session with what actions will you take and who can support you with this? And then, of course, be sure to switch the roles. And this is important for lots of reasons. I would say having having a peer coach, building a support network, leadership can be lonely. Trust me, it just gets lonelier as you go to the top. It's something I know from working with leaders all day, and it doesn't have to be. Um, really build a network of support and be a support to others. Um, that was actually the, the name when relay, the idea of a relay and passing it on and being in it with one another. That's really one of the keys to great leadership. I couldn't agree more. I, I also think that there is an array of people that can come in and help you succeed. And I myself have mentors that are 15, 20, 25 years ahead of me. And I learn so much from those people and I can ask them some challenging questions. But at the end of the day, there are things that I go through on a day-to-day basis that I think my peers really are best equipped to give me advice on. And I also think that oftentimes when you're talking to somebody who's in your kind of similar position or a similar job or place in your career, when you're asking them some of those questions about the problem that they may be having, you get to learn so much yourself. So it really is so mutually beneficial and a really, really great experience that I also got to uh, partake in as a part of Win Relay. Switching gears a little bit, I think about this more and more because as you become more senior in your career, as leadership has higher stakes, A lot of the times women hit this threshold and I was recently interviewing the co-CEOs of Splendid Spoon for the podcast, so hopefully that episode will air very soon. You know, women have this reputation of being risk averse and whether that is true or not, I think that that's an even larger consideration in the world of innovation uh, just because of the stakes and the nature of innovation. So just curious, has this come up with your work with leaders? What is the role of risk? What should we know about risk in the scope of an innovation career and as well as our own growth? Gosh, another episode, another episode topic. Um, yeah, I mean, the future, right? It's so uncertain. I think for many people, the pandemic was a 
just a, a really um, kind of underlining moment in in that um, message. And I would say overall, um, yes, risk is something that comes up um, almost every day in my line of work. And I would say from my perspective, it's time to stop playing small. Um, women in particular, I find are always feeling like there's this checklist of things that they, we need to do before we're ready for something. And at the end of the day, sometimes you just got to do it. Um, one of the, I would say beyond this idea of developing a real sense of, of self, um, one of maybe the second most powerful themes from the experience that we just went through is that making bets on yourself is so important. And I might actually consider um, having people shift from I'm taking a risk to I'm making a bet on myself. And ultimately, if things don't work out the way that you hoped, great. You can learn something about yourself and apply it moving forward. I think that all of the times we don't make bold bets on ourselves are are times that, that we maybe haven't unlocked the most important next thing in our career. It's a really great reframe and also it goes back to the fact that there is so many different facets of risk and leadership to consider, especially in the scope of innovation, but leadership development as a whole. So I know we are just scratching the surface here. And so I'd like to ask you to scratch the surface just one more time. And you already know that I always ask our guests to utilize their best crystal glass and share Where do you see yourself and your industry one month from now, one year from now, and 10 years from now? And I usually let people really run free with this question, but given our conversation, I'd love for you to start with the industry first and then give us a little bit of a glimpse into the future of Lizzie too. (laughs) The future of Lizzie. Oh gosh, I wish I knew what that was going to be. No pressure ever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One month from now, I can't help but share this. Um, June 24th, so maybe less than a month from now, if, if people are, are listening kind of as we're recording, Zoya, we're going to continue this discussion a bit. And um, when are going to facilitate a panel with some of the really inspiring women who participated in Win Relay about their perspectives on innovation leadership. And I'll be on the panel too, and we'll also facilitate breakout discussions so that everyone can come away with some actionable ideas and practices. And of course, if people can't join that, we'll have a blog post to summarize this. And so we'll make sure that learnings get out. So I'm excited about that to come a month from now. And gosh, one year from now and 10 years from now, I'm actually going to cheat a little bit and answer in the same breath. I think a new type of leader is being called for in this moment. And we can say the pandemic turned many more of us onto the idea that change is constant and the future is unpredictable. And many more people were also turned onto the idea that traditional approaches to leadership, so this like command and control focused on competition and scarcity or winning at all costs, isn't working. And there's been a call for more what many say is feminine leadership. I think actually with a pretty vocal bashing of masculine leadership, I actually don't agree with this. 
Um, I think toxic masculine leadership is bad. Toxic feminine leadership is also bad. And so we need leaders really of all genders, I think, to show up as whole people and to bring their whole selves to the table, balancing healthy masculine leadership, which is about creating structure, clarity, and decisiveness with healthy feminine leadership, which we know is needed now more than ever, which is around intuition, energy, emotion, responsiveness. I share all of this within the context of when, because in 10 years from now, I really hope to see, I know this might sound crazy, but far fewer women's leadership development programs, which doesn't negate the truth that we need more women in leadership roles, like full stop. Um, and instead more programs where leaders are really being cultivated as whole people together, regardless of gender and where we can all work to really lead more equitable futures together. So I think women's leadership development one year from now is the place where we can start this conversation. And then 10 years from now, I'm hoping to see this just like beautiful blend of whole leaders coming together in a way uh, that we've never seen before in our history. What a beautiful way to end this podcast Thank you so much for sharing your insights. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdoms. And to those of you listening, I hope that you'll continue this conversation with us on the upcoming panel that Lizzie discussed and continue engaging with us in the context of when and, of course, beyond. Thank you so much for joining, Lizzie. Thank you, Zoya. Thanks for listening to Win Win, brought to you by Win Women in Innovation, and myself, Zoya Kozakov. If you enjoy this podcast, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and visit womenininnovation.co to learn more about our organization, programming, and other opportunities. And remember, when women innovate, we all win.